Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I would like to continue to teach about holiness and being touched by the fire of God. I have laid down some foundation, and if you did not listen to those few earlier teachings, please get from the podcast or from CD because I don't want to go back to the first lesson again. But I will review a little bit before we get into the subject of being touched by the fire of God and holiness. First of all, I want to review one more time that our God is the holy God. Our God is blameless. He is holy. Do you know that our Heavenly Father is pure, blameless, holy, and perfect? And he was saying in the Bible in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 15 to 16, But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. God said that, Be holy. This is not an option. This is a command for every born-again Christian. He called us to be holy. Another part of the scripture in Hebrew chapter 12 says, so that we may become sharers in his own holiness. God wants us to share his holiness on earth here. He wants us to represent the holy family of God on earth here. When people see us on earth, they will see God through the holiness of God in our life. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of Him. God wants us to display the holiness of God to our co-workers, to our family members, to the people around us. God wants us to be holy. A lot of time we don't use this term when we talk about holiness in the church. We use the term such as, Becoming more like Christ. That is the same meaning. Becoming more like Christ means become more and more holy because Jesus is holy. Or another term that we use in the Bible is to grow up. To grow up. Become more mature and grow up. The more mature you are, the more holy you are. Growing up in the way of the Lord. Another word that we use in the Bible is the word transform into the same image. Of Christ. The Bible says again and again that He wants us to become holy like Him. And we studied in the past few times that God committed Himself to help us to be holy. Jesus was sent by the Father to die on the cross, to shed His blood so that we can become holy. He did His part. And then Jesus sent the Holy Spirit upon the earth to help us to be holy. And to make us holy is sanctification. It's the same word as sanctification. You need to understand the difference between justification and sanctification. Justification means a position of being right in the eyes of God, right standing. So once you accept Christ and you repent of your sin, you have the position of being right before the eyes of God. That happened in the first day you are born again. But the word sanctification is different from justification. Sanctification is a process that God is changing us gradually, little by little, transforming us from glory to glory to glory. It's a process that happened. Sanctification is to be set apart from evil things of the world, and it's a process that God changes no one in this room have arrived. No one in this room has become perfect yet. But we are on that road to perfection together in the presence of God. Amen? How many people have the goal that you want to live a holy life and become like Christ? I have that goal. I want to become more and more like Christ every single year. Last time we learned that God used many, many ways, such as God's discipline, His truth, His Holy Spirit, he used the situation in life to help us to become holy. But today, 
I want to focus on a few terminologies, and we're going to get into the main essence of this teaching. I would like to read two passages of the scripture again and explain to you. Before I read these two passages, I want to tell you that there are a few words that have connection to each other or correlation. One word is the word the fire of God. The second word is the word the glory of God. And the third word is the holiness of God. So all these three are connected to each other, but give us a different understanding or give us a different picture so that we can really relate to God in the right way to get into becoming like Christ. The fire of God is the presence of the Holy Spirit that comes specifically for the purpose of purification and sanctification and refining our life to become like Christ. Actually, the Holy Spirit is called in a different way, like the wind of God, the dove. The Holy Spirit was symbolized as a dove in the Bible. The Holy Spirit is called a fire. So we can see that the different terminology has a different meaning. The reverse is the Holy Spirit. But the fire of God specifically relates to the holiness or purification. The fire of God is the presence of the Holy Spirit that come in a tangible way to really touch people and purge all the junk, all the chaff and all the dross and rubbish out of our life, including demons. And another word is the glory of the Lord. The glory in the Hebrew language is kabod. The word kabod means heavy. So when the Bible uses the word the glory or kabod, it means heavy presence of God. It has two related meaning. Number one, God show up in a tangible way that you can feel him, you can touch him, you can sense him, you can smell him, or you can hear his voice, audible voice, or you can feel on your skin the glory of the Lord. But the glory of the Lord will come with his characteristic as well, that is his holiness. If you read the Bible many times, when the Bible uses the word glory, you see the word holiness at the same time. Because when a person show up, the characteristic of that person will show up as well. Is that right? If you meet Pastor Da, you're going to meet her characteristic too. How she talks, how she encourages you, how she moves, how she looks at your eyes. You will see her characteristic. The same thing when God shows up, you will feel his characteristic. And his characteristic is holiness. So I want to make sure you understand all this terminology so that when I explain the scripture later on and talk about the file of God, you will understand what I am coming from, from the Scripture. Matthew chapter 3, verses 11 to 12, the Bible says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. This is baptism with water. John said that. I baptize you in water as a sign of repentance, but he who is coming after me, means Jesus, is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. The Bible did not use the word the Holy Spirit or fire. The Bible used and fire because it's different. Baptism with the Holy Spirit means to receive the power, to witness. And with fire means to be purified or sanctified by the fire of God. His winnowing fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. He's talking about the church here. God wants to clean up his church his barn, his floor, his stretching floor. But he will burn up the chaff, all the junk in your life, the demonic power, the curses and the bondage and chains in your life, all the bad habits and stronghold, the wrong thinking, everything God wants to get rid of so that you will become what he wants you to be, so that you will become effective servant of the Lord. Nothing can block the anointing in your life anymore. With unquenchable fire. No one can quench the fire of God when God is moving. God is going to keep moving into the world. I believe that we are coming to the end time. And we're going to see more and more the move of the fire of God throughout the world. Amen? We are in that move too. We want to be in the move of God. The fire of God is going to move all over the world. 
And look at another scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Now we talk about baptism with fire, filled or marinated and just soak into the fire of God. That's what the Bible say. Also, the Bible talk about glory or the presence of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. But we all with unveiled face, beholding. Everyone say beholding. The word beholding is more than just look at. Beholding means to attentively or carefully look at something that is better than you, is higher than you, is something that more valuable than you. And when you look at it and you want to learn and draw something out of that better things into your life so that you can be better. Beholding as in the mirror the glory of the Lord. As being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Matthew 3 talk about being baptized with the fire of God. Coming into the presence of God. Soak in the fire of God. So that all the chaff in our life will be burned away. That we will be a holy vessel before the Lord. Amen. Talking about holiness here. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, becoming more and more and more like Christ. Again, holiness from glory to glory to glory. How we do that? By beholding, by looking at the presence of God. I believe that this is not just tangible, physical way, but spiritually, in the spiritual realm, when God touches, we just look at Him, we just examine Him, and we see His holiness. And the more we come into the presence of God, the tangible presence of God and the glory of God, the more we will see His perfection, His holiness, and we will see our own weaknesses and our own shortcomings. And then we cry out to Him more, God, change me. I still have a lot of junks in my life. I still have a lot of chaff in my life, a lot of rubbish in my life. Could you please change me and deal with me? So the more you get into see Him and beholding Him and get into the presence of God, the more you're going to see your imperfection. And you will cry out to Him for the changes, for the transformation that He will do for you. And that process will go on and on and on for the rest of your life. I don't believe that you should be touched by the fire of God only one time and then graduation, finish, done, become like Jesus Christ. I believe that it's a process that you come. That's why we have this revival service every month so that you can come back into the presence of God and you can stir up the fire of God on the inside of you in your own home. Sometimes I get drunk in the Holy Ghost at my own home in the dining table. Because I start to stir up the fire and the fire of God come up and start to burn me and I begin to behold the glory of the Lord. I mean, Pastor Dad was smiling because she saw me drunk in the dining table. <laughs> we need to really learn how to behold the glory of the Lord. And I understand what the Bible says. When the Bible says, behold the presence of God, the perfect holiness of God all the time. I give you an example. Why we need to behold is why God say make disciple? Why God say make disciple? Why can't we just be a Christian by ourselves? Don't join the church. Don't see anybody. Just read the Bible at home and then just become godly by ourselves. We cannot because we need example. We need to see someone better than us. And the perfect example is Jesus, is God himself. Amen. When I was a young boy, I loved to play soccer. And I was a goalkeeper. So every time I saw the goalkeeper fly in the air and catch the ball, oh, so good. I love to see people fly in the air and catch the ball like that. I would punch the ball out. I remember when I was young, 12 years old, 13 years old, there was a very famous football team from Burma. And the goalkeeper was the best in Southeast Asia. He is something. He can fly in the air and, and catch the ball. So every night I would sit in front of the TV and watch this man. I went to the football stadium and watched this man, how he catch the ball, how he really kicked the ball out of the area. So I was beholding this man, looking the one who is better than me. And then I went to the football stadium and I practiced how to jump, how to do the same movement. You behold somebody better than you. When I started to be a pastor many years ago, 20-something years ago, I was looking up at one preacher in Thailand. Oh, this preacher is something. When he began to preach, he just 
get everyone in attention. No one fall asleep. And he was really anointed. So I was sitting there on the balcony and watch this man. How he preached, how he moved, how he did this thing and did this thing. And so I, I was beholding this man. He was my teacher and I was his disciple. And then when I began to move in the file of God, I flew to another city and watched another man who learned how to move in the Holy Ghost in the meeting. And I watched this man for 10 years as just watching, keep sitting and watching, beholding how the man moved in the Holy Ghost. And learn and learn and learn and come back home and talk to God. And God taught me, you need to see example. That is in the physical realm. But in the spiritual realm, you do the same thing. You behold the presence of God. You look at His glory. Look at His perfection. Amen? The Bible talks about the glory or the fire or the anointing or the presence of the Holy Spirit that can be so tangible and it can rub on your body. It can be transferred from one person to another person. The woman with the issue of blood touched the garment of Jesus and she felt, and Jesus felt the virtue or the anointing move out of him. So the fire of God on the tangible presence of God, the glory of the Lord is tangible and can be imparted, can be transferred from one person to another person and can linger on your body, can linger on your life for a long time. Like what happened to Moses in Exodus chapter 34, 29 to 35. I'm not going to read the Bible. Moses went up to Mount Sinai and he was talking to God in the presence of God. And Moses was in that glory. He met the Holy God. He got the two tablets of the testimony or the Ten Commandments. And when he came down from the mountain, all the children of Israel, the Hebrews, look at his face. And the Bible says his face shone the glory. The glory, the tangible glory was still on his skin. And the Bible says all these Israelites, including Aaron, were afraid and moved backward. And asked Moses to put the veil on his face. What does it mean? These children of Israel did not understand about the glory of the Lord. They did not understand the good things about the presence of God. They were afraid. And they did not welcome the presence of God very well. Only Moses understood the wonderful things about the glory of the Lord. But not the children of Israel. That's why Apostle Paul wrote... Um, Let me read to you so you understand. We are not in the time of Moses anymore. We are in the generation of the Holy Spirit. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 7 to 18. But if the ministry of death, talking about ministry of Moses, Moses died one day. He didn't last forever. He died. Written and engraved on stones was glorious so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because the glory of his countenance, which glory means the presence of God, which the presence of God was passing away. So in other words, the glory or the presence of God on his body one day will fade because he will die and he will finish his ministry. He died in the wilderness. He did not even enter the promised land. So, This is talking about the glory of the ministry of death. Moses will die one day, okay? How will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? So Paul compared the glory of the Lord in the time of Moses. It's so strong to the point that they have to put the veil on the face. But now we are in the generation of the ministry of the Holy Spirit that will never fade away, but going to get stronger and stronger. Amen? Because the Bible says the glory of the latter house will be greater than the early house. I'm looking forward to, I'm expecting that the church in the end time is going to have the greater presence of God than ever before, than even the early church time. And we are, we are ushering, we are, we are preparing for the glory of the Lord going to come so strong, even stronger than the early church. Amen? Because that's what the Bible says. That's what the prophecy in the Bible, in the book of Haggai If the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of condemnation is the ministry of Moses, had glory. The ministry of righteousness, 
mean the ministry of the Holy Spirit exceeds much more in glory. We are in the better time than Moses. Amen. Than the children of Israel. For even what was more glorious had no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels. For if what is passing away was glorious, mean the presence of God in the time of Moses already passed away. Had passed away was glorious. What remained is much more glorious. What is remain? The Holy Spirit today. We are in the generation of the fire of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I will continue to read that in verse 15. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. What does it mean? The children of Israel did not see the importance and the ministry of the glory of the Lord. They were blinded. But now we are in Jesus. God is teaching the church the importance of the fire of God and the glory of the Lord. That we don't need the veil anymore. We can see, we can behold the glory of the Lord. Amen. Amen. We can come into the presence of God. We can have the experience of the touch of the fire of God in the whole church. Not only just certain important people in the church. Everyone can be touched by the fire of God. Amen. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Are you in the Lord? Are you believing Jesus? Okay, so the veil is not for you anymore. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is a liberty. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed. We are being transformed into the same image. Image of who? Of Jesus Christ. From glory to glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. So you can see from the Bible here that the glory of the Lord, the file of God, can be transferred, can be so tangible that you can feel, you can see, you can see the manifestation, you can see the changes in people's life because the glory of the Lord is upon somebody. Amen? I noticed that since we welcome the glory of the Lord in the church, our members are healthier than before. Your guy are not getting old fast. You're so young all the time. You look younger than age because the glory of the Lord is upon you all the time. Amen? Do you like it? That the glory of the Lord is upon you. You are not sick. You are not lacking. You are well-to-do financially. You are full of wisdom. You walk everywhere with smiling on your face, not a long face, because the glory of the Lord is upon your life. I want to be the carrier of the glory of the Lord everywhere. Amen? I want the file of God to burn on the inside of me and walk everywhere with the file of God. Amen. I tell you, in my office, in the medical office, the workers in my office heard me laughing all the time. And they wonder, what is going on with this doctor? He laughs all the time. I'm serious. I laugh all the time. And somebody says something like that. <laughs> because I was so full of the joy of the Lord. And so now they know that, oh, this is the way of Dr. Lau. He always laughs. Anything. And they all laugh with me now. Now they're all happy. Because I, the boss laughs, they laugh too. Then you look younger. Amen? Medically, they find out that laughter makes you live longer. The immune system in your body will be stronger when you laugh. So you don't look old fast. That's why you should laugh every day. That is the medical knowledge. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> now, there is one testimony in the Bible that is exactly what we are talking about here in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. And from Matthew chapter 3, verses 11 to 12, talking about baptism with fire, talking about beholding the glory, and then change from glory to glory. And this happened in the book of Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 to 8. The whole passage Fulfill what God say here. And I believe that this should be experience, similar experience to every single believer. God is giving this experience to the whole church now, not just only certain people. Isaiah 6, 1 to 8, the Bible say, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. 
and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings, and with two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, "You notice here, Isaiah had a vision and entered into the presence of the glory of the Lord. Now he came into this." Experience of the glory of the Lord, and when the glory of the Lord or the presence of God show up, what show up? Holiness. Is that right? Because He is holy. That's why seraphim cried out to one another and said, "Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory." And the post of the door was shaken by the voice of Him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. It's filled with the glory. The cloud, the glory, represent the presence of God. It's so strong, so thick that you see the smoke in that room. So I said, "Woe to me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King. He behold the glory. He behold the King. He see the King." And he see his own weaknesses, and the weaknesses and the sin of his own nations. You see, when you see something better than you, you see your weaknesses. But God is not only better; He is perfect. He is so holy. So when you come to into the presence of God and behold His presence, His glory, His perfection, you begin to see your own weaknesses. And that's what happened to me too in the past ten years that I been living in the glory of the Lord. And I dwell in the midst of the people who have of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then, now talking about the fire, one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, the fire, the coal with the fire, which he has taken with tongs from the altar, and he touched my mouth with it and said, "Behold, this has touched your lips." Your iniquity is taken away, and your sin purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, "Whom shall I send, and who will go from us?" Then I said, "Here am I. Send me." What an experience! You can have the same experience, similar experience, when you are soaked with the fire of God. You behold His glory. You begin to see your own weaknesses. You see His perfection. You begin to cry now, God, help me. In the past ten years, when I get touched by the Lord, by the fire of God, and I was on the floor or drunk in the Holy Ghost, I always cry to God, and God began to talk to me about my weaknesses, my shortcomings, my wrong doctrines, and strongholds that the devil put into my thought. Unbiblical teaching that come from denominations, and God begin to correct me and say, "This is wrong thinking. This is wrong interpretation of the Bible. This is the way the Bible say." God began to show. God began to change. And I remember one time in 1988, I went to a meeting, and the fire of God touched me without even laying on of hand, and I was on under the chair for almost one hour, crying, crying while the preacher was preaching. And that day, I did not understand what happened. Now I look back. That day, multiple millions of demons come out of me. Maybe lots of demons come out of me. And after that day, I was a new man. I was changed by the fire of God. So God cleanses you little by little. Amen. That's what happened to Isaiah here. That Isaiah come into the presence of God. Everyone say the glory. Everyone say kabod. Everyone say the fire. Everyone say holiness. When you encounter the fire or the presence of God, and when you behold His glory, what happens? You will begin to hear His heartbeats, and your heartbeat will go in line with His heartbeat. You will see the big heart of love and mercy of God. Then you begin to adjust your heart to be more loving and more merciful, and then you will feel the heart of God of caring for the lost. Caring for the needy and and the hurting and the sick, and you begin to feel sorry for them, and you want to minister to them, and you cannot sit still. You want to fly to another nation. You want to go out and witness to people about the glory of the Lord. You want to tell people that the Lord is the answer. Amen. 
That's why the devil or Satan or demon do not want any church to move in the fire of God, because he know that if we move in the fire of God, Christian will never be the same. We will be changed from glory to glory to glory. Amen. The Bible even called God the consuming fire. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 29, for our God is a consuming fire. Why he is called consuming fire? Because he wants to come and help us and change us to become like Christ. I have learned in the past many years of being a Christian that I cannot become like Christ by having just head knowledge. I can study the Bible until my head is so big. But I don't change that much, and actually, sometimes it's dangerous because you know the Bible so much, and you don't change. You become prideful, and you begin to look down on other churches and other denominations and other people, and you become conceited and act like you know I know a lot, and it end up worse when you know more Bible because you act that way. You because you are not broken in the file of God. You are not just get knocked down by the presence of God and say you need to be humble. I believe God sent the fire of God into the world in order to humble people, because when you get touched by the fire, you all look like babies. You cry, you laugh, saliva come out. You know, sometimes you look like a mess. The hair style go out. You are not any big kahuna anymore. You just like a baby. You like a little children in the eyes of God. God humble you by the fire of God. Get rid of all the tradition. Get rid of all the ritual things in the church, and get into the relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. But you notice one thing about Isaiah. This is very good lesson to learn about Isaiah. When Isaiah come into that vision and saw the glory of the Lord, saw the seraphim, and heard the singing, "Holy, holy, holy," one thing that happened to his heart is that he came to the end of himself. He said, "I am undone. I am in trouble now." I'm so unholy. I have a lot of problem. God, if you don't forgive me, you don't change me. I am done. I cannot help myself. You will never come to holiness of God if you are still thinking that you can take care of your own spiritual walk. You can study the Bible, go to many many seminars, and read the Bible hundred times, memorize all the scripture, and you think you're gonna be holy like God by. Getting into the Word of God alone, there is no way. You need the fire, and this is not my idea. This is in the Bible. If you don't need the fire, God will not send the fire. Believe me, God just give you the Bible and go and read, and then you become holy. No, you cannot become holy by just reading the Bible. Yes, don't take me wrong. You need to read the Bible. You need to listen to the sermon. You still need to get into the Word of God because the Word of God transforms your mind. Take care of your stronghold. Your thinking process will be changed. The mind of Christ, but the person that's gonna come and change you from the inside, that can get rid of the demon out of you, can really get rid of the chain and bondage and curses and all the wrong things in your life, is the person, not just the book. That person is the Holy Spirit, the consuming fire. But you need to come to the end of yourself. Amen. You need to come to the end of yourself, and I tell you, God would do anything to get you to that point, and I hope you respond. The Book of Romans, chapter three, verse eleven, the Bible says that no man will seek the Lord himself. God has to stir you up a little bit to seek the Lord, and that's what happened to me. I was in a very big movement many years ago, and I got all the textbook. All the lesson, all the way, and how to do how, how, how methods of how to build a church, how to take care of people, making disciple, how to preach. I learn, I study and study, and I thought I know a lot, but things did not go as I thought. My family life kept getting worse. We were sick. The church member quarrel. We have problem. The church meeting was so dry. We just have all the hate knowledge, but we did not have the presence of God. And I come to the point that I almost give up ministry. I say this is not going to work. I have hate knowledge. I try and try, but didn't work. And I come to the point that God, I think there is more than just 
knowing the Bible, being a good pastor, and, and try to do the best I can to be a good pastor. Because my relationship with, da, with Pastor Da was in jeopardy, big time. Even though we both loved Lord, loved God, and we pastored the church, and we almost come to the divorce, we quarrel at home. We did not have peace, and we were sick <laughs> until we come to that point that God, I need something. I think I'm, I'm missing something in the Bible. I'm missing something in the kingdom. And then thank God, God led me to meet the file of God in 1997. And after that day on. Our life has never been the same. Now we have a happy life, happy wife, happy life. You saw my picture in the Facebook. That Pastor Da and I look at each other's eyes at the Hurricane Ridge. We were so happy. We are a happy marriage now. The church is happy. We don't have people quarrel in the church anymore. The kids are healthy. We all healthy and strong now. Financially, we are doing better. Everything gets better when we are like the house of Obed Edom. The house that welcome the presence of the Lord. The house that is not a shame of the glory of the Lord. Amen. If a person sit here, a millionaire, and say that maybe work for some big company and say that pass allow, I will give the, to the church three million dollars if you stop laying on of hand and quit the glory of the Lord, quit the file of God. I say. You know, there are a lot of good churches out there. You can go because I love my chief. I don't want my chief to get cancer. I don't want my chief to get into trouble. I want the kids to grow up in the presence of God. I want the children in the church to grow up in the file of God, not with your money. I don't care about your money because I can make money too. I'm a surgeon. I think maybe that's why God used surgeons like me because I don't care about money. I don't take salary from the church, so I can do whatever I want. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. If you're gonna move in the fire, you cannot fear man. You need to fear God. Otherwise, the fire is gonna be quenched by some big money to stop you. Amen. So you need to come to the point that God, I cannot help myself. I want to be changed. I noticed one thing that the Bible talk about abundant life. The Bible talk about change. But so many millions Christian in the world have only superficial conversion. They just know God a little bit, give their life to Jesus, but they still cuss, still drink, still smoke. They still walk in jealousy and hatred, and they fight in the church and church split and fight and split. Why we don't see the real radical conversion in the church that people just on fire for God and love God and quit sinning and. Dumb sin out of their life and live a holy life. The church is, is a community of love and unity. People love one another. No demon in the church anymore. The church is clean, washed and clean. Why? Because this subject, the, the subject of the file of God, has not been preached enough and has not been practiced enough. That's why we see only superficial conversion in the body of Christ. It's a mess. You go to some. Congregation is like a mess. People fighting and quarrel and gossiping. I'm not attacking anyone because I was like that before too. I was not in radical conversion. I need radical conversion. I want to be like Christ, and I cannot be my own strength. I need the file of God. The file of God is like a hand that go into the glove and move the glove. Without that hand, the glove cannot move. You need the infilling of the holy fire of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's what happened in the. Early church in Acts chapter two. I don't need to read that. I think you can go back to read in the Bible yourself. Acts chapter two, one to four, talking about the coming of the tongues of fire. Do you know that the church in Jerusalem has been was birthed by the fire of God? The the Lord called me to go back to Thailand in year two thousand four, about six years ago, and the Lord told me on the plane when I was flying back to start the church. I never thought about going back to Thailand at that time, but God called me to go back, and God say, "Go back to Book of Acts and start the church by the fire, not by committee, but by the Holy Spirit." So since then, every church we birth in Thailand is by the fire. I gather people up, lay hand, dump them in the fire of God, and they change and they become on fire. They witness and evangelize. People get saved, pop, 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 pop like a popcorn, and people fear God. People don't want to. 
don't want to sin. People really love one another. The church is full of love and full of unity, and the gift of the Holy Spirit is moving very beautifully in the church. And it's amazing, like a book of Acts in the early time before the fire was quenched in the book of Corinthians. Amen. Definitely, we need to send the teaching there to help people to go in the right direction. We need to have a good teaching as well. How many people want to be holy like God called you to be holy? I want to be holy. I want to be pure and blameless. So the fire of God was sent to purge, to refine, to get rid of all the junks and the rubbish and demonic activities. Some people are in bondage. They cannot stop watching pornography because the demon of pornography is in there. And you know the demons come as a gang. If you welcome pornography, eventually divorce is going to come. Sexual immorality is going to come. And eventually cancer and sickness, all of this come, come as a gang. That's why the church needs to have a clean-up service off and on. Clean up. Cast demon out. Off and on. All the new members in the church come in need to be cleaned up. Cast out demons. Because they bring in some demon into the church. Amen? Hallelujah. How are we going to receive the fire? Let's look at Jeremiah 29, verse 13. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. The first thing we need to do is to come to the point of desperation that I cannot do anything without God. I need the Holy Spirit. I need the file of God to help, come and help me. I come to the end of myself. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. Do you know that I spend many $10,000 to get the file of God to this church? I flew to another city, sit in a meeting, give love offering, stay in the hotel, one week, two weeks. I flew again and again and spent money, my own money. And I need to get involved with people with the fire. So I need to support them financially too so that I show that I'm their friend and we are brother and sister. So we spend money and money and money. Why? Because money is not important as the fire of God. I seek God more than money. I seek God more than my own comfortable bed. Amen? You need to come to that point that I... Seek him and find him and will search for him. Sometimes you wonder why God just send the fire into my bedroom. I don't need to fly anywhere. I don't need to go to the meeting on Mercer Island. Just sit there and just send to me right now. Why do you have to drive through the traffic? Why do you have to spend all this time to come to the meeting and come to the prayer line and lay hand? Why not just sit on the chair there and something happen? Why you have to come in, come to the front, to the altar? Because God says, search me, come. The woman of the issue of blood did not just walk around the house and say, Jesus, come to my home, come here, come here, Jesus. No, she went out. She was searching for Jesus. She was pressing the crowd out of the way. She wanted to touch Jesus. God sometimes wants to test us to see how much desperation we have. And sometimes I tell you, he may even use somebody to offend you in the meeting. And that person offend you to the point that either you choose the fire or you leave that building. I got offended all the time in the meeting like this. Somebody offended me. But God said, are you going to let the people offend you and walk out and never come back? Or are you going to keep coming back to the fire? I don't let any offense to stop me from seeking the fire of God. Amen? Believe me, somebody going to offend Because the devil knows how to offend you, how to get you out of the fire. So you need to be careful. Amen? One time I saw one minister, and he did something kind of funny. And I was thinking, why he did that? And the Lord spoke to me. Are you going to criticize? Or are you going to receive the fire? Oh, I remember one time. I went to Pastor Connit Hakin meeting. And I was sitting on the one chair, like that. He was walking to my side. I said, God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Come and lay hand on me. And while he was walking, he walked back. Wow, this is not fair. God, you don't love me or something? Why this man walk away from me? I want him to lay hand on me. I got offended because the man walked and then walked back. 
And then the Lord spoke to me, "Are you still hungry?" I said, "Yes, I'm still hungry. I want the fire of God." He said, "Draw." So I pulled my spiritual straw out. I was sitting there, Pastor Kenneth Hagin walked away from me. I didn't do this way in the church because people think that I'm drinking alcohol or something. But in my spirit, you know, in two seconds the Holy Spirit hit me, and I was drunk in the Holy Ghost to back to home and still drunk for another hour. And I was the last one that Pastor Da and Paul carried me out of the church because I was so drunk in the Holy Ghost. And Pastor Caesar was drunk too. After God touched me, God touched him at the same time. Boom, 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 like a domino effect in the same row. Sometimes we need to be desperate enough that even when minister walk away from you, you still need to like this. You're hungry enough that you go away. I'm gonna keep sucking. I'm not gonna let you go because I'm desperate. I cannot change without you. I'm nothing. I'm just like a donkey. I need you to come and be on my back. I need you. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna go after you. Amen. Amen. That is the spirit of revival. Not only that, not only searching and hungry, but we need to be open to God, whatever way He wants us to change. Any room in our life, God can come in. Give Him the keys to every room. If He deal with your sex life, are you gonna say yes? I'm going to change. If he deals with your money, are you going to say, yes, God, I repent, I'm going to change. The most important thing that you are willing to change when God deals with you, when the fire of God comes and speaks to you, touch you, burn something out of you, or you say, no, 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 don't, don't get that out of me. I still want pornography. Don't, don't, don't. No, you have to say, get out of here. I want God more than those things. Amen. When I cast out demons, I always tell people, don't speak in tongue, don't say anything, just cough them out. Because you don't want to hold them out here, you just let them go. They are your enemy. This is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So when God touch you in certain area, let them go out and change and say, I'm not going to go back there anymore. To watch pornography, to lie, to gossip, to say something bad, to do anything bad. God come and change me. And at the same time, do like me. Let the new wine, let the fire burn, come and burn every cell, every part of your life. That's why I always say to all of you that when you get touched and lie on the floor, don't hurry to get up. That is the operating table. What do you think if I perform surgery on somebody's brain? And then suddenly the patient get up and say, Doctor, what are you doing? That patient is not wise. Let me take care of you first until it's done. Then you get up. So many times when I am on the floor, when God touch me, I don't just okay touch me two minutes. I have football game to go to see. No, no, you just lie there and say, God touch me, touch me again. I remember one time in the revival meeting, I was touched on the chair. I was sitting and God touched me, and then I began to speak in tongue and drunk. And God say, "I'm going to give you the fire now that your preaching will never be the same from today on." Since that day, I began to produce CD for Thailand. So God touched me, and then I feel the lifting up of the fire. And I say, "No, no, no, come back!" And He come back. And then I feel the lifting up. And no, 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 God, come back again. I was like Jacob. I was wrestling with God on that chair. I was wrestling with God on the floor. God, come back! I want more. I'm hungry. Don't let him go. Sometimes he tests you. He come and touch you a little bit, and then he just leave and see how you feel. Are you hungry? Or you just say, oh, no, I have TV show to go. Get Please go, go away as soon as possible because I need to go home to watch a TV show. You need to say, God, touch me more. Come back. Wrestle with God on the floor. Today, I want to be burned. I don't want to be the same. Come in and do anything in my life. Amen. Need to get rid of pride, get rid of all the junks, and become like little children. In revival meeting, there is no such thing called any position in the church. Amen. You don't come to God like this. 
I'm a pastor. No, you come to God. I'm a little child. You touch me. I want to change. You need to come to God humbly, not with big position, because otherwise pride cannot get the grace. You want the grace? Humble yourself. Amen. Let God fill you afresh. Luke chapter 11 verse 13. The Bible say, "If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him?" Did He say, "Ask Him one time"? No. You can ask Him any time. You need to ask God. You need to come to the altar. You need to say, "God, please touch me. Please fill me. Please, I want the glory of the Lord to come and touch my life." You need to be thirsty. Jesus said that if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. The hunger, the desperation, the yielding are the main factors of revival, of the fire of God. Thirsty, hungry, desperation, willing to be changed, seeking God with all your heart is the key of revival. Amen. Let me make a conclusion before we pray for people. Some of you might have been filled with the Holy Spirit in speaking tongue, but you've never been filled with the fire of God. I recommend you seeking baptism with fire. Amen. Because otherwise, you may have a power, a lot of power to do ministry. But your life is still in a mess. Still have a wrong motive, demonic activities, and wrong things in your life, and sickness and disease, because you are not being cleansed by the fire of God yet. You need to go both power and sanctification, purification, so that you will be effective vessel or servant of the Lord. Amen. If you're going to minister, you need to minister with love, with pure hearts. With clean hands, sanctification. But some of you have been touched and filled with the fire of God and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But you allow the fire of God to die down, to kind of disappear from your life, become cold or lukewarm. I want to encourage you. You need to come back to God and let Him stir up the fire on the inside of you. Let him stir the embers and rekindle the fire, and then after that, feed the fire and fan it into flame all the time. Don't let the fire of God die down. You need to keep burning, changing by the fire of God, like a like gold that has been refined by heat by the fire, and let the dirty thing come out from the surface and scoop them out. The fire of God need to be burned and fan and the flame all the time. Many times, the fire of God is quenched in the people's life because of a few reasons. I give you example. You decide to go back to the old life, so you quench the fire. You decide to hang out with bad friends, you quench the fire. Or you listen to the teaching that look down on the fire of God. Or associate with Christian who looked down on the fire of God, then the fire quench. And I've seen this all the time. I mean, I've been doing this for 10 years, more than 10 years. I've seen all kinds of problems. People can go back, defeat themselves with wrong thinking, gossiping, bad thinking. Instead of feeding themselves with the word of God, with the ministry, with the calling, stay in the calling of God. Amen. Keep. Fanning the flame, fanning the fire into flame all the time, listening to the word that preaching with the fire of God, serving the Lord with all your heart, associate with the right people, associate with people with the right spirit who love the fire of God, so that you will not get quenched easily. Amen. And set the goal that I want to be a part of the end time bride of Christ. Let me read. The last two scripture here. This is the church that Jesus want to come back to meet. Revelation nineteen seven to nine. 
Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, the second coming of Jesus, and his wife has made herself ready, and to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. What kind of bride Jesus is coming back? The bride that wear white, clean linen. Holiness. The church that want to move on into his holiness. Amen? The church is not a social club. The church is not just an organization to pay somebody's bill. The church is the family of God. And the family need to obey God, obey the Father. The church should pursue God's holiness. And we cannot be holy without the file of God. Without the file of God, you cannot be holy. That's the way it is from the Bible. Ephesians chapter 5, the Bible says that he might sanctify, everyone say sanctify, sanctification, purify, make holy. He sanctified and cleansed her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, the church that is full of the glory of God, the presence of God, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that he, she should be holy and without blemish. What kind of church God is coming back for? A church without blemish. I believe that is this the way we train people in the church and the way we taught people. If we teach people to just come in and enjoy the social club, enjoyment and have fun, good time, we're going to produce that kind of church. But if we teach people and train people to love the presence of God, to love the word, love the file of God, they're going to be that way. I think it depends on how you train your children. Amen? And I proved that already in this church and in Thailand. People over there just love the file of God. Because they are trained from the first day that they love the presence of God and they want to be holy and pure from the first day they walk in. But I know this message is not popular because you have to change. It's not a message that tickles your ear and makes you happy. The message that you have to die desperate for God, seeking God, love God more than anything else, get up and go out and preach the gospel. Amen. That's why we need to welcome the fire of the living God. Amen. We cannot quench the fire. We cannot let the fire go in the church. Amen. How many people have experiences that since you are in the fire, your life has changed from glory to glory, changed little by little? You notice the change in your life. Do you think you have arrived? How many people graduate already arrived? Raise your hand up. No one. I'm talking about the book of Acts church here. The church that welcome the presence of God. Amen? The book of Acts church. And the glorious church, end time church. The church that want to be holy, pure, blameless, without wrinkle, without stain. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And I mean it. I want to be a holy man. I don't want to sin against God. I want to live a holy life. And I know when we live a holy life, we protect ourselves from sickness and disease, protect our children from curses and bondage, and blessing will come. We live in the blessing, in the high mountain of the Lord. Amen? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. How many people want to be burned today? I am an arsonist. I don't burn building. I burn some houses around here. Spiritual house. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, I'm so happy when I see the fire of God burn people. So happy. Because I know it's good. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Again, God will never force anybody. It's your own choice. I want to encourage again, when you come to be prayed for, it's not about ritual or tradition. It's about hunger. It's about wanting to change. It's about receiving by faith. 
forget about other people. You want to change yourself by the by the fire of God. It's about holiness. It's the holy ground. God wants to change people. And when the fire of God come and touch you, He will deal with every issue in your life one by one. The issue of being a husband, issue of being a parent, how to worship God, how to read the Bible, how to witness everything. He's gonna deal with you. He's gonna change you little by little, from glory to glory to glory. I don't know about you, but I'm hungry. I want to change. Amen. I love the fire, and I know that the church will never be what Jesus wants to be without the fire of God. Not listen to demons. Demon gonna tell you run out to the door right now. Don't get prayed for, because he know that the, when the fire touch you, you will never be the same. Amen. Come in. Don't be like Aaron and the children of Israel. When they see the glory, they pull backward. They don't want the glory. They pull backward. They don't behold the glory. They don't want to change. That is the ministry of Moses. Now we are in the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. the threshing floor with the unquenchable fire. Fill your people, Father, with the fire of the holiness. We want to be holy and pure, blameless like you, Lord. Demonic activities shall be destroyed tonight. Sickness shall be removed chains and shackles will be destroyed from the life of people 
not by man but by the spirit of the living god open the flood gate of heaven father send the rivers of fire from your throne like what daniel saw in his vision lord it will impact their personal life their family life their church their work their finances their ministry their walk with god impact everything in their life father we trust that this message is ministered to you If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To a mall gathered in your name, I lift to you this new praise song. All the wrongs I have ever done have been washed away by your only son.